everybody. Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Hi, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're, we're pulling off that we're both not uh, filled with rage right now. Did the intro sense, do you think they sensed all the rage in our hearts? Yeah, no. I, I always enjoy it because we often use this time to like, like we get on Zoom we complain about some things in our lives. Sometimes it gets a bit ranty and then I hit record and you go, hi. And it's just, it makes <laughs> me laugh every time. <laughs> well, it's also cause like, you know, people, you ever have somebody be like, um, how do you perform when you're sad or like, how do you, and you're just like, I don't know. It's like, it's a button, you know? I mean, it's sometimes you can, you can feel it. And sometimes you go into automatic mode, but like this, I mean, is even less so because it's not like scripted or anything, but like, it's also like, you've also given me this compliment where like, you'll know, I don't like somebody and we'll, they'll be like, Hey Liz. And I'll be like, hi, how's it going? How are your kids? And you'll be like, that's terrifying how good you are <laughs> at covering up how much you don't like that person. <laughs> I don't think I've ever given you that compliment. Like, I don't know. Like, you have I, cause you, because cause you, when you don't like someone, I don't think you're ever that fake. You're never like, I I've seen you not like people <laughs> and you'll be polite, but you don't, you don't go out of your way to be nice. Well, it, it depends. It depends on the situation. Like there was a, a comic I had to work with, um, that I've known for 15 years. That is just an awful person. And I told, um, the booker, like, Hey, just so you know, I don't want to be around this person. And he apologized. I was like, there's no reason for you to know that we have a history. I was like, 10 bucks says this person doesn't even remember who I am, even though I just vehemently don't like them. And there's like four people in this business I really don't like. And so he goes, okay, what do I do? And I was like, you don't have to do anything. I'm just saying like, I don't want to be around this person and I'm going to avoid them. So I asked to be in a different room. And then I go, Hey, can you close the door? Cause we were talking and he doesn't close the door. So the guy pops in and he's like, Hey, how's it going? I'm da da da. And I'm like, Hey, and he goes, how's your day going? I was like, great. Like, I was like, I'm not going to even like, I was like, you don't even get my pretend Liz. You are such <laughs> a piece of shit human. You don't even get pretend Liz. Like I literally, like, I just pretended I was busy. I was like, mm, like, I, I was like, I, I'm not doing this. I love how much you, you hate it. Like you like hate him with the core of your being. And he's just like, hi, I'm so-and-so like no idea. Like That's what makes it crazy <laughs> is that you despise somebody and they don't even remember who you are. You're like, dude, I have scars because of you. <laughs> you don't even remember who I am. You're that's, that makes you even more a piece of shit. You don't remember what a piece of shit you are. Yeah. <laughs> what a garbage human. Well, I know how to, I know how to turn it on. I will say this. I turn it on less. I, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like I'm just at a point where like, I think there's some places that you have to kind of play nice, but for the most part, I'm like, who cares if this person knows I don't like them. Yeah. Maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll grow as a person. You get pretty settled into your life and you're like, I have my friends. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like there's some things where you have to play nice because that's the business and we see people and blah, blah, blah. But there's some people where I'm like, if I see you twice a year, why do I have to pretend twice a year that you don't fucking bother me? Yeah. Yeah. There's someone, um, I know you hate because they're just kind of like really aloof towards you when they see you. And then she was like, I, I get that a lot. I didn't, I don't notice that I do that. And you're like, she knows she does. That. <laughs> she, she knows she does that. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Um, that, that just makes me crazy. And then also if you really are that unself-aware and people are telling you you're acting a certain way, fucking wake up. Yeah. You're, you know what I mean? Be like, if somebody kept telling me over and over again, that I was like making them uncomfortable or doing something shitty at some point it's affecting people at some point grow up, like whatever. Uh, as someone who has gotten that note, <laughs> Um, I got people a lot of the times will be like, when I first met you, I thought you hated me. And um, hmm, like, 
I I don't know what I'm putting out other than I'm shy. And so I'm not overly like, hey, how are you? What are you up to? What are you, you know, like, like, let's yeah. do small talk Um, because I'm, I guess I'm like a little social awkward too. So I'd rather just sit there and <laughs> not say yeah. anything. I'm fine with that. And I think that's maybe why people think I'm, I'm kind of a bitch when I first meet them. I don't know, but I didn't but really after, actively work to change it though. I will say that. But after they meet you, you're, you're not continuously. Cause the people I'm talking about are continuously. Awful. Oh, yeah. It's not like, it's not like we didn't know how to start a conversation or they didn't make a point to walk over and be like, hi, I'm da da da. I'm talking about consistently every time being awful. Yeah. Everybody, everybody can, I'm can be shy. I can make an effort not to not make an effort. I'm like, I can be more reserved and not walk over to somebody I'm I also don't know how to start conversations but there's a difference between socially awkward or uncomfortable and everybody I talk to feels the same way about you <laughs> right 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 <laughs> um all that said uh, my car died for the second time in two days and I'm mad about it and um I don't understand I'm also like in a place where I'm probably gonna have to get a new computer soon too. So I'm just like, I think mentally in my head, I'm calculating money. And so I'm in like, I'm in like financial, like I'm in inconvenience anger, but I'm also in like financial anger where I'm just like, no, I want to buy clothes. This is not what I want to spend. <laughs> money on. Like, I'm just like, there's just like a teenager inside of me that is very angry about my adulthood. And it's not even that bad and I'll be fine, but I'm mad. Of course you're mad. I mean, I would be, I would be so livid. I, it just, just the cars, the car thing is so like, I mean, how are you getting home? You know, you have to, like, if it doesn't work, like what, what do you do? Do you tow it all the way back? You're not, you're not in town. I'm going to set it on fire. Yeah. This or is, you, you could sell it. Gonna, or... <laughs> hey, does anybody want a broken car? I mean, so I, I jumped it and it was fine. It was fine for like two days after I jumped it. So the last time my battery died, it was, oh, I knew the word a second ago. It was draining my carburetor. That's not a word. Um, isn't it alternator? It was oh. draining my alternator. I'm just, I love this is, there was a, there used to be a show my dad listened to called car talk. Oh, I loved car talk. Yeah. I was really good. Those guys were so funny. Yeah. I genuinely liked listening to it and I could give a shit about cars, but that's like when I called it a carburetor, I was like, they would have, they would have had fun with that. Um, is that not a word? It felt, it feels like the carburetor is a part of the car. If it is, I want credit, but, um, but no, it was draining my alternator. So I had to get a new alternator and, and a new battery. And it was just, just exhausting. Also, I just did this like a year ago or two years ago. So it's just like, it's how I feel about when I have to get, I think I had my last phone for like six years. And then I've had this computer, I think almost eight to 10, like it's really on its last leg. But like, every time I have to get something new, it doesn't matter how old it is. In my mind, I'm like, why do I have to always get it? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a carburetor is a device that mixes air and fuel for internal combustion engines in an appropriate air fuel ratio for combustion. Oh God, I'm a mechanic. I had no yeah, idea. Totally. totally. <laughs> I'm going to go fix my own car, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like you have anger in your heart. Do you want to discuss anything? I mean, yeah, I, but like, I don't even know what it's just like a bunch of little things not working. And that adds up. Like when my flatmate left, she put the council tax under my name without asking me, which has created its own set of problems. But on top of that, she used like my name, but my full name, my legal name is different. And so like to get a parking permit, I have to show utility bill, but all my utility bills have my legal name on it, even though that has the other name on it. And you can't get anyone on the phone and you know, like shit like that, just like little fucking tiny things all the time. And I, all, yeah. And those are, those will break, they'll break it down. You know, that's <laughs> cry in the street and somebody's why. And you're like, my legal name is different from the name people know. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But I also think the root of this one is because she didn't ask or give a shit to ask or, or like probably did it in anger. Like, and has fucked me over. It like makes me mad because I'm like, it's worked. And like, <laughs> yeah, no, she, A, she's winning and B, you thought you were done with her and she has, she's having residual effects. Oh, like, even though there's she's so many space, residual she's, gifts. She's <laughs> haunting. She's still haunting your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like, I feel that. Yeah. Isn't that, and that might be having kids where they're still like draining you, even though they're not in the house. 
I, I mean, at least kids would be somewhat fulfilling, you know, yeah, <laughs> like the love all. you get and give. And yeah. All that. Yeah. No, there's never any love. Yeah. It's just a, a shared refrigerator and a lot of anger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's God. annoying. Yeah. Also, my mom went through that with she so she could get Medicaid. But my mom has had an my mom has not been able to prove who she was for like 30 years. So she never she never changed her last name to my dad's last name but then my dad just started putting things in his last like thing. her name yeah it's like yeah and then she would go I remember this so clearly she went to the DMV I don't know like six years ago and she couldn't prove who she was so she had everyone's birth certificates she's like look my maiden name is on every single kid's birth certificate this is my birth certificate it's different but she didn't have a marriage license and it just it was nuts so she finally during the pandemic fixed it because there's if she didn't fix it she couldn't get medicaid but like she was staying with me and she put the number for like the social security office in her phone. So it showed up as SS number. So we were talking and it just says SS number. And she goes, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. She's like, I have to take this. And she's like, hello. Like my, and she's just like, thank you. I just didn't expect you to call this early. They said it would take a month. Like my mom is like, so she's like, but like when my mom gets excited, she does this little jump. She's like, <laughs> I'm going to get my name. My name's going to be finally correct. <laughs> the government is so difficult that like we're doing dances. Oh yeah. The council like makes everything hard on purpose. Just so you cry. I think they just want to see you cry. Like instead of like, like we've had, I, it's so boring to even talk about, but one of the bills wasn't taken out of like my flatmates direct debit because it took three weeks to set up the direct debit on there and not on our end. And then they were like, that bill hasn't been paid, but rather than letting us just pay it, they're now spreading it over the rest of the bills. And so now we have to reconfigure and like, none of us have the brain for that. And it's just like, why? Why can't you just let us pay that? I don't understand why it has to be hard. Nothing simple. I'm trying to be better about when situations like this come up. And if they get resolved, then they ha I have to let them go. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if you've had that situation where it's resolved, but you're still angry about it three days later because you, you're like, but I had to go through it. Because you even had to take the time. That time yes. is gone. Yes. And then I'll spend three days being like, remember three days ago when fucking this person fucked me over for no fucking reason. And it's resolved. It's resolved. Yeah. Like I had something lost in the mail. Um, and you know, UPS could give a fuck. And so I called the people that delivered it or the people that I bought it from. And I was like, Hey, I don't know what the, you know, what's, what's possible to do that. And they're like, we'll just reprint it and we'll resend it to you. No charge. It's solved. I'm not going to be charged extra money. It's going to come. It's solved. And I was sitting there fuming for a whole day. And I had to be like, it financially, like all it did is delay it probably about a week, but it's technically financially solved. You got to let it go. Because I mean, I'm not even joking. I would see a UPS pass me as I was walking to the subway and I was like, I'll kill your family. <laughs> like, at every truck driver, I was like, you lie. You said it was delivered, but it wasn't. You're liars. You're all yeah. liars. Yeah, because you want to be on the phone. Like, what about the time it's been taking me to call and get you on the phone and yes. have to deal with this? Like, none of this should have happened. And now yes. you're barely making up for it. Exactly. It's technically solved. I didn't lose any money. I still get what I'm supposed to get. But those are that's anger, that's stress, that's that's cardiac arrest and cancer. You've just added a little bit of cancer to my life because you didn't do your goddamn job. I'm going to start charging UPS for cancer. I'd be like, that's, you gave me 0.05%. What cancer. is this invoice? Uh, that <laughs> Send it directly to the hospital. That's Liz Bailey. Uh, <laughs> she's my health insurance bills them. Put it in the pile of the other things she's charging us for. <laughs> Insanity. All right. I think we did a good, I, that actually helped. Thanks for listening guys. <laughs> They're like, we don't get the rest of our life back after listening to this. Yeah. Um, announcements. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patreons, people that support us. Uh, we are beyond grateful. You guys are wonderful. Uh, if you don't know, uh, you can join our Patreon. And by joining, you can get early uh, access to episodes. You can get weekly bonuses. You can get monthly bonuses. Um, you can become a Google guest. You can get stickers. Uh, you can control our Googles. You have so many fun options and uh, you can do all that at patreon.com slash two non-doctors, the number two non-forward doctors. Did you want to ask and see like what people would like want to see in a Patreon? 
that is a good I did write that didn't I or said that to you um yeah I am curious so we've um so if we would love to take suggestions suggestions that's how that came out (laughs) I love it suggestions Uh, suggestions of um what what extra stuff you might want to see for the patreon so like I said we have the early access we have the bonus we have the weekly bonus but we haven't added anything new in probably like a year I think so um uh, you can uh, write to us, you can leave a comment, whatever. But if there's something that you're like, oh, this is what I get from other Patreons and it makes me excited to give um, or curious. So this is a little bit of a poll, doing a little audience poll. Survey, yeah. Survey, yeah, I'll take it. Survey, um, what would you, uh, what gifts, rewards would be exciting for you as a Patreon or somebody that's not a Patreon, but would become a Patreon? if the right reward was presented to them. Yeah. Yeah. And you can follow us on the socials. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Tune On Doctors. That's the number two full word doctors. And on um, Instagram at Tune On DRS. And if you have time and you're feeling kind, please leave us a rate and review because we love it. We share it with our friends and social media and we call people, we call our friends and they go, cool, dude. <laughs> we get excited though. We love it. And um, yeah, thanks to everyone who's left nice comments so far. Um, and uh, I'm sure you all know this by now, but I'm going to keep saying it for the next five months. <laughs> My <laughs> album is out and uh, you can get it uh, Bandcamp is the best way to support me and it's mariashohada.bandcamp.com, but you can also get it on iTunes or Apple music or whatever, uh, Amazon, Deezer, you know, um, and you could stream it or you could buy it or whatever you want. But, um, if you leave me a I think you can leave a rating on Apple, uh, rating and review. That would be amazing too. I know that's a lot of rates and reviews and stuff that we're asking for. Um, but yeah. And thanks to everyone who's left nice comments. And <laughs> Liz, I'm just, I'm still going to go. <laughs> yeah, I, was just gonna say, I just thought it was so funny that you're just like, we were just ranting about people wasting our times. And I'm just like, take that wasted time, do it, put it towards good. This is yeah. a good waste of time. <laughs> Make a comedian's day. You could just copy and paste. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but thanks to everyone who's bought the album and who's um, said nice things about it. And uh, I appreciate that a lot. It's great. It's a great album. Um, tour stuff. I'll be in Boston this weekend. And then I have a bunch of dates in Michigan. I'm in Vegas. I'm in Sunnyvale, California. And then I have a bunch of other dates after that. Everything is at LizMealy.com. Yeah. Fan mail? Yeah. Um, okay. So this email is from Will. He writes in, hi, Liz and Maria. The episode on panic attacks was good to hear since I suffered from loads of them years ago, really bad ones. And the whole anxiety disorder situation had an impact, an awful impact on my life and health. It's great to hear more people talking about what sadly seems to be a common problem. I'm sorry to hear you both suffered this way too. Glad to hear you've found ways to cope and aren't suffering the way you need to. For me, it was a bit more like Maria's case where some weird feeling in my body would spook me and I'd become terrified and I was going to die right then and there. I like my, I'm sorry. And I was going to die right then and there. Like my body was suddenly trying to kill me. I learned to choose aisle seats, sit near doors and things, but what actually helped me survive so many of them, I had them daily for a while and eventually escaped uh, illness level anxiety was one little thing and one big thing. The little thing was just breathing and counting in for three to six heartbeats out for the same number, then repeat and adjust the number when my heart started, uh, heart rate started to slow, learning how to accept what was happening and go, oh, hell, another one of these and let go of the terror of dying wasn't easy but trusting my body to survive them helps them end sooner. The big thing that helped me was that I got a new job and moved to a different country, which totally changed my situation and took me out of uh, the place where I felt stuck and had a lot of depressive things or feelings. In my case, the anxiety had some depression at the root of it. I think not being happy with my situation. That's an extreme change, of course, but I think some sort of lifestyle change can help in cases like that. And as you said on the podcast, it's the fear of the panic reaction, the anxiety about the anxiety that can push a natural experience of being spooked into mental illness. So letting go of that secondary fear is the key to getting out of that sort of nightmare. My heart goes out to anyone suffering that way. I'm glad you dealt with this topic in such a personal and relatable way. That kind of thing can really help people. I just thought I'd share in case my thoughts are useful. Keep up the good work. And I'm, I'm looking forward to more episodes. Best wishes. Will. thanks, Will. That's so interesting. Cause like to, to have your, especially with you and Will's case where it's your thinking that your body is attacking you and your body is 
the reason that you're suffering and then having to trust your body to get out of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, yeah. I, like that is, I find that actually pretty incredible because that's, that's what the hurdle is. You're scared that you're having a heart attack or something bad's happening, but then you have to use that same system. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you really have to ignore that instinct. Like you're like, I, I'm having a heart attack. No, I'm not. And so let's just wait it out. But if I wait it out, I'll die. Yeah. But it's happened before and you didn't. So you, you know, it's like so awful. And I totally, yeah. Like the sitting near doors and like, like on the outskirts of a crowd. And like, I always had to sit at the ends of aisles and stuff. Um, I recognize all of that. Yeah. In general, I feel like it takes people a while to even recognize that they're having a panic attack because like we even said, there's different reasons you can have it. It looks different in different people. Um, I've had really small ones. I've had really big, crazy ones. Um, so I feel like in general, it takes a while to realize that's what's happening. It's almost how honestly, like, so like I'll get like cramps sometimes for PMS and it takes me like a day to be like, Oh, it's not stomach ache, but it's cramps. Like, yeah. and this is something that happens to me every couple of months for the last what 15 years. Yeah. So it's just like, it's so funny to think like you have to relearn almost every time it happens. What is this? How do I do? How do I handle this? What's the best way to go about this? This is my body, uh, my mind playing tricks on me through my body. So I, 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 I think even as like a woman, I've had to be like, oh, I forget every time. And so even when I would have a panic attack, I'd have to be like, I think this is a panic attack. I have to tell myself it's a panic attack. And then these are the ways that I'm going to go about to self-soothe and let myself know that's a panic attack just to take the edge off. And then eventually you can kind of work through it. But it does like, as it's happening, it still takes a bit of time to be like, you know what I mean? Your first thought is always, this is a heart attack. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. not. What do you, and like the, um, the lifestyle change is interesting too. What's when I went to college and that's when I started getting panic attacks, I think it was because of the lifestyle change. Like I was adjusting to a new life completely that I don't think I was ready for, um, mentally. And so like, I can see how depression being the root of it. Um, cause I think I was depressed, but I think it was because of the lifestyle change. So I don't know if like necessarily a lifestyle change, um, would work for everyone, but like getting to the root of depression, I think is the good he, yeah. I, I mean, it sounds like he accidentally discovered the root of it, which was that he was depressed and that he was unhappy where he was either physically or his life at that time. So it's just like, I think if I'm being honest, I think a lot of my panic attacks stem from this inability to actually be myself and show up fully and like really suppressing who I was. So it became both my outbursts and like these meltdowns that I would have. And my panic attacks was just like, almost like bubbling up and then I would just kind of come up like explode. So I think both therapy helping me assert myself and helping me show up as I truly am probably helped with taking them down to some level, as well as dealing with the residual issues of why I think people are trying to kill me and attack me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that's, Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think in general, whatever the root of the, like, it seems like his lifestyle changed helped with the depression, which was the root of the problem. So really, regardless, it's always just fixing, trying to fix or acknowledge the root of the problem. Yeah. Thanks, Will. Yeah. Thanks so much. Um, Googles. Yeah. We're so excited to have uh, my buddy, Chad Daniels. Chad. Hi. Is this your home? This is my home. Yeah. So behind me, you can see if I move here, you can see Olivia's uh, little... I don't know what you would even call a it. Shrine. Yeah, she's got yeah, kind of a shrine, but she's alive. <laughs> and over there is Isaac. And then behind me, we were doing some flower projects. Olivia makes necklaces with flower stuff. So are you learning flower project stuff as well? I'm just learning how to like drill holes into the finished project to help. I'm, I'm okay. part of the I'm part of the assembly crew. Okay. So you're yeah. told what to do and you just do it. Absolutely. That's how it works in this house. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what did you Google this week? So this is a little intense, but I Googled uh, stomach, intestinal and prostate cancer symptoms. <laughs> so I ate a bowl of ice cream. If you saw it, you would have been like, oh, I love that restaurant where they bring the whole family ice cream and they eat it together. <laughs> yeah, the kitchen sink. But it was just my bowl and I ate it all. 
And <laughs> have you ever left ice cream out? It gets like kind of foamy and bubbly. And I'm assuming that's what happened in my stomach. So I was laying down because I thought I'm about to die <laughs> from explosion. I'm going to explode my bowel. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And my dog jumped onto my stomach and elbowed me oh, no. in a very specific spot. And I thought, oh, no, that's not good. So I started <laughs> pressing on it. And I was like, this hurts in a weird way that I've never experienced. So then so then that's why I Googled that stuff. OK. Oh, my God. Your dog's going to be on the six o'clock news as a hero. Like, I discovered my owner's yeah. cancer. <laughs> yeah. He actually crawled in the back on the couch to be like, I heard I was summoned as a, a oh, nurse. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, somebody need my expertise. You ate a five person size bowl of ice cream and was like, I must have cancer. Not <laughs> yeah. no accountability. So I, I Googled it. And then, of course, everyone knows, and I'm sure you've talked about this before, but when you Google stuff, it's like, well, yeah, you're dying in so many different ways. And so <laughs> I started to feel around my stomach. And then I was like, I have to give myself a little break and just decompress and then start pushing again. I didn't want to go right into colonoscopy sessions yeah. because I've, so <laughs> I'm 47 and you're supposed to get one when you're 50. So you know how they say, ah, oh, 50 is the new 40. When it comes to colonoscopies, I think it's reversed. So you're, you should get one when you're 40 because you could miss it because of all the stuff we're eating. And I've had a colonoscopy before when I was 37 because I uh, used the restroom and it did not look great when I was done. Uh, I don't, I you know, I don't want to be too gross, but looked like a shark attack. I went to, I had all the, the whole colonoscopy done. The doctor was like, oh, you're great. You're fine. There's nothing. You have such a great, you know, you have a beautiful colon, sir. <laughs> He's like, we actually took pictures and put it up. Unbelievable. <laughs> Stunning. Check our Instagram page for the <laughs> hospital. You'll be, um, so and then he said, well, did you eat beets? And I was like, no beets taste like dirt that they're grown in. And then I remembered the day before I was in a golf match and a guy to try to get my concentration off the match brought me a whole red velvet cake. I was beating him. And so I was being an asshole and putting with one hand while I was eating the cake on the green just with my <laughs> other hand. But then I didn't realize the dye in the red velvet cake is what caused my whole situation. So I had a colonoscopy for no reason other than to make sure I'm fine. I know I had the ice cream, but again, when I eat ice cream, I go in. Yeah, no, you're serious. You take yeah. this, it's a sport for you. And so I really started buying into it. And then finally I shut my computer, watched a television program, laid down just completely starfish <laughs> and just kind of let it go back to normal. And then I started pressing again. And I don't know why it was hard in one spot. That is what concerned me. But, um, but then all of a sudden it was gone. So maybe I just... I don't know, bloated. And they, <laughs> yeah. The ice cream had like a toy on it. You forgot about that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just the toy was digesting. <laughs> what was the flavor? I got to know. Uh, strawberry rhubarb crumble. Oh my God. So it has like crumbly graham cracker crust thingies and then um, cookie dough with chips. Oh, you, okay. That sounds so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> sounds amazing, but I also understand why you were in pain. <laughs> Thank you so much. Is there anything that you want to plug, tell the people about any art projects you want to show off? This is the new thing that's happening in the Daniel's house. It's a game called Tenzi. So you drop all the dice at once and then you try to get the same number as fast as you can. So like I would go, if I had three fives, I would try to get all 10 fives and Olivia, when she's shaking, you know, whatever, she tries to get her number. She's grabbed my dice and put them in her mouth. <laughs> and uh, some parts of the country are still in a global pandemic. So that's strange. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, like, stomach, like what's this hard thing <laughs> <laughs> oh shit maybe it's a die yeah, yeah i'm dying from a die oh how it. ironic that would be. yeah now i now we definitely know there's dye in your stomach that's what poetic justice that's what that is and if people want to know where i'm going to be doing stand-up comedy not certainly not based on this interview but uh you can go to instagram it's that chad daniels i don't think i'm cool like i'm that chad daniels but when i was in high school my girlfriend's mom uh, yelled at her. She didn't know I was in the house. And she goes, well, if you weren't spending so much time with that Chad Daniels. And so that's what that's from. And I feel like I have to explain it every single time. Uh, thank you so much, Chad. I Thanks, so much. Thanks for having me. This is great. I Googled, how do hand wraps work? So it's a wraps, like... boxing lesson, right? Oh, And now I'm like, I know all about boxing. <laughs> <laughs>
but I brought my own gloves. They're pink. It was embarrassing because it was like a real boxing gym with like real dudes. <laughs> and I was like, hi, here's my pink gloves. I'm ready to fight. There's um, unicorns on this one, Barbie on this one. <laughs> this one Scott sequence. Um, <laughs> Is that going to hurt the sequence? Does that hurt? Yeah. But he was like, do you have wraps? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, okay, you, you should get wraps. And so I bought wraps. And it's like four feet of like, I don't know, whatever strong material. And you have to wrap it around your hand, like between each finger and around your wrist. So it protects your hands. And I was just like, how does it work? Because I was like, why aren't gloves enough? Like, what is this? And I thought it was just extra padding, but it's not that it's extra padding. What it does is like keeps all of your like little bones and joints and stuff together. So when there's impact that's spread across it, like it's diffused like evenly among it rather than like if it was just like a little bone on its own and there's impact then that bone breaks so, so it's so like it the same reason big bone when you tape one finger to the other so that finger will heal like it has like a buddy it's almost like all that we're all buddies so that we all get hit together and we take the impact together that is not why I would have thought <laughs> you would tape one finger to the other. I thought taping one finger to the other is so that like that one like had like a like a support system. Like you could lean on something like a That's crutch. True. Yeah. Yeah. A little know. finger crutch. Yeah. But in general, so the whole point is that they're they're all together. And so that when it gets hit, the impact is diffused among all of them as opposed to, like you said, one little bone. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. I assumed it was just more padding. Yeah. That's what I assumed. Um, but like yeah. there is a strategic way that you have to do it. Right. Yeah. I had to look at a YouTube video and, um, cause I, my mom cause, did boxing for a while. So I remember her doing this. Yeah. So it was like, I remember doing it for martial arts, but I, I mean, it was a long time ago. I don't remember, but yeah, it's like you, even like the little hoop at the end of it, like you have to have it on it, like, like it has to be up and over your hand and then you wrap and yeah. And you just go over every finger and it's just a lot of, a lot of material. So by the end of it, like <laughs> I have like this claw. Yeah. of a wrapped hand but I guess that's what it's supposed to be How, why did you have your pink gloves I bought them because I'd asked my last trainer to teach me some boxing and um like she knows she knows boxing but um you know we didn't do much of it I think there was other stuff she wanted to train and so she didn't really want to focus on the boxing which is fair enough M had this trainer my sister had this trainer um they didn't do boxing but he did have like the pads and she would do whatever and yeah. I would watch it and I'd be like yes Oh, by the way, that, that's all it is. It's, it's me hitting pads in a boxing, like a, um, yeah. oh my God, bag, a boxing bag. <laughs> but like that kind of, and like they would do it fast and they had a whole sequence and she would duck and stuff and yeah. I would watch it and I'd be like, yes, I want choreographed aggression. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really yeah. fun. And like this guy, like, yeah, he's always like, he was always like faster. And I, I'm like, oh, so, and then I watched him on YouTube and like he was actually boxing because he was a pro boxer. Uh, and he's going really fast. And I was like, oh, I'm sitting here like, oh, oh, oh. He's like faster. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll see. I'll be like, ha. I want that. I want that. I want that video where it's like, you know, how, like eventually comics get really cheesy and then they're, they're just doing like, you know, like shadow boxing. And then like, oh I just like the idea that like, that's like the joke and you're like, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Something. You ever you ever have comics like shadow boxing before the gig is like, they're like their way of like warm up or hype. I don't know. I can't not it. since open mics, but I'm just like, no, stop it. Stop. <laughs> stop. Nothing we do is physical or really all that strenuous and you need to stop. All right. Ready? Yeah. I don't know. I just had this thought and I wanted to know it. So what's the most nutrient dense food? I think it's because when I'm on the road, I just start eating. I want efficiency. I, I want it one well, leaf. Kind of. So it's basically if I'm eating burger, like I'm on the road, I'm eating a lot of burgers and fries. I eat a lot of tacos. Like I'm eating whatever the club has. I love like, you know, I, I, I love truck food. Like, like, um, why can't I think of the word food truck food? Like I just, yeah. I don't know. I'm eating financially efficiently and also whatever's close. I'm just not a foodie. So I'm just really lazy, mm. but this was my thought. Don't make fun of me. My thought was what if before I go on the road, I eat super healthy. Does that make up for the rest of my weekend being really not healthy? And I eat oh, less. Interesting. No, yeah. I love that. Go on. 
So my idea was like, can I eat a couple of things during the week? And that makes up for it, which isn't the full Google. The full Google was just what's the most nutrient dense food. And I kind of want to do a whole episode because I found an article about like the 11 most nutrient dense foods, but number one is salmon and other fatty type, fatty types of fish. So they contain the most omega-3 fatty acids and, um, they have like a bunch of, uh, you know, nutrients and stuff. So they say a hundred gram serving of wild Atlantic salmon contains 2.2 grams of omega threes and a high and plus high quality animal protein and lots of vitamins and minerals, including magnesium, potassium, serolinum, um, B vitamins, and you should eat it like once or twice a week. So I, I think on a good week, I eat it once or twice a week. Um, I've been trying to be pretty good about salmon, but this was, this was my thought though. Cause I didn't, I read the whole article about like all the nutrient dense food, dense foods. My thought was I'm going to eat each, like I eat like four of them through the week and then I'm like stocked up on minerals. So then when I eat burgers for two days, I'm okay. It's kind of like having a cheat day, just a bit extended. Yeah. And it's like, I eat it without the bun. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, cause that's the other thing is there's, there's also stuff like gluten and anything I'm allergic to is draining. So I'm not, I'm not going so far. I'm just like, I'm not having vegetables. If I'm being honest. Yeah. It's a vegetable. My weekends are vegetableless. Um, I, yeah, I get that. And like, it's really hard to eat healthy on the road. Like just trying to just, especially when you're driving and your options are fast food and it's, it's like. I remember eating like a salad at Subway. It was just so sad. Oh, <laughs> it's like, it's not only impossible, it's sad. I ate a salad at Panera and it, everything was like frozen. I was yeah. like, come on guys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Let's be real. No one's getting the salads here. <laughs> Sorry. It was, it was just so like, even when I try, I was just like, oh, this is the craziest part. I, so I did try to be healthier. So I had I had sushi. The I was in K Lexington, Kentucky. I took some real risks. I had sushi the first night. Pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was pretty. I've had bad sushi in New York, so I was like, "This isn't bad." Then the next day, I was near a mall, so I went to the food court, and the best, like the healthiest option, was pokey. And I was like, "We're taking this risk again." Yeah. So I had pokey. Was it was pretty good. Okay. I was like on the phone with my brother, and it was like big enough that I had it for both like lunch and dinner. And my brother's like, you're a real risk taker. He's like, we're in Bumblefuck, Indiana. And we got Thai food. I was like, but do you remember the Thai food was pretty good? He goes, it was. What so, the food's excellent in like the Midwest. So well, good. I don't know about I sushi. It's more but... ethnic food. Fish. I've had. Oh, I excellent. Had, Best I had Indian it, food I ever had was Ohio. Interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'm a little spoiled in New York, but also I think I've taken some real fish fish risks in places that have see nowhere near them. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know why you ever did that, but that's, that's good that you're here. <laughs> I had, I had a bunch of salmon that weekend and it made me feel slightly healthier. Yeah. Do they ever talk about what type of salmon? Can you, can you just get like the normal, like, so they, so they really don't think they really think farm raises. You might as well just like have a burger. Um, okay. yeah. So it really is wild caught. And that's the tricky thing too, is because they'll have these kind of, they're kind of wild, they're kind of farmed, and then they, they're able to blur the lines, but it's supposed to be wild caught. Okay. They need to live a full life, just like your chickens should be free range and have a degree. Yeah. Ready to get into, let's get personal. Yeah. Sorry. I was in the middle of picturing a chicken with glasses on about to theorize about like philosophy when you're like, excellent, whatever. And then you just pop its head <laughs> off. Sounds like you really applied yourself. Now you're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's get personal. If there was, okay. I kind of phrased this stupid, so I'll reiterate, but, uh, if there was a thing you never had to do again, what would it be? Oh, and, and the way I picture this question is that you still get the benefit. So like, if your if your answer was shower, you don't smell like you get to just be a clean person, but you never have to shower again. Yeah, I get that. I'm like my first instinct, first first instinct, but I'm sure I'll come up with better answers is like have my period. Oh, that's a but good But actually one. pooping. I'll be honest, pooping. If I never had to poop again, like I would love that. Honestly, those are great. Both of those are great answers. And peeing and any anything coming out of that area, just yeah. like eliminate it. Because like Honestly, peeing is annoying. I get mad the amount of times I have to pee. 
can't even think, I can't believe peeing wasn't my first thought as somebody that's complained about peeing for two years on this podcast. <laughs> I'm like so bad at myself. I can't believe this. Yeah. Peeing would probably be my number one because I, I pee so much. Like, honestly, I think I would get at least in one week. I think I would get like four hours of my life back. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I pee so much. It's what a pain in the ass. I have to like the getting up in the middle of the night is the one that I'm like, or like having to pee right before bed. You know, when you're tired, like you're um, in the living room, you're watching TV, you're like, I'm not tired, I need to go to bed, but then you have to pee first. Fuck, I hate that. Oh my God, you're cozy. Like the, the especially when I was staying at your place, I'm all cozy. It's all, it's got that little yeah, warm thing. I'm cozy <laughs> and I'm like, stupid bladder. Like, <laughs> I have purposely dehydrated myself for long flights. Um, yes. for movies, move, like I can't even tell you how many times somebody's like, Hey, do you want to get like a soda? And I was like, no, first of all, soda's got caffeine. It's gonna make me have to pee more. Second of all, just drinking in general, this movie's three hours, which is just what, so I will purposely dehydrate myself. So I don't have to pee. I didn't have, yeah. Like the other night I didn't have anything to drink. Cause I was parched too. I was like, <sighs> but I was like, I don't want to get up in the middle of the night. I hate getting up in the middle of the night. And so it didn't. And I still had to get up in the middle of the night. I was so mad. So mad. Um, yeah. Peeing's obnoxious. Um, I'm like, there's so many things I never want to do again. Like uh, taking off also, my makeup. Oh my God. These are such great answers. Good ones, yeah. Um, it's funny. Cause Taxes. like, I actually kind of, this is going to sound so dumb. Like why can't pooping and peeing be one thing? Like you, yeah. you poop pee once a day. Cause if it was once a day, right. Yeah. Like get it all over with. Why does it have to, why does peeing have to be so often? Yeah. I don't know. Railing on peeing. (laughs) No, but I, because, because it takes up a lot of time and it's stupid and it just makes everything suck. Like I don't like camping. And most of the reason I don't like camping is because it's inconvenient to pee. Yes. That was also our whole camping episode. I was just like, I'm not peeing outside with the rest of the world. Oh my God. Yeah. I would say peeing's number one period would probably be number two. What a fucking also I, I would save the environment. Like I would, my, just alone women not having periods would save the environment. I know. I know. And the thing is, is like, you can not have your period if you really wanted to, but I don't want to like go through the hormone. No, I mean, that's literally, I'm reading a book called fix your period. It yeah. Horrible for you. It's literally the worst thing you could do for yourself. Um, taking off makeup. I have a whole joke about it. It's the bane of my existence. Yeah. Do you taxes? Taxes was my number one oh. and I, once a year. Let's show you just how delusional I was just because it was the most recent thing I did. I was like, taxes. I fucking hate my life. But it's, it's ridiculous. Like how often we have to do them. It's like, I should have I'm, to check in like once every 10 years. Also, honestly, I was doing my taxes and I was like, didn't I just do this? Yeah. I feel like I just did this. We yeah. just did this guys. I know. But is it because Hassan Minaj had a whole episode on why taxes are so difficult in the US and it's because of like turbo tax like literally they have you know how there's like corporations that like funnel into the government and do their little thing they like they got into somebody's pockets they basically helped like kind of defund the IRS so there's like seven angry people there and i think it's japan wow. there's certain there's certain countries where they just kind of hand you a notice it's like you owe and then you just send $2,000. Like it's so like, there's so many comics that have jokes about it, but it's It's like, it's like California that they just took $4,000 from me because they thought I owed it to them because I didn't realize I had like signed up as a small business for my web series, which wasn't a small business. And, and they, if you don't file your taxes for your small business, they assume you've made $60,000. And so I don't know how many years. And then they just took $4,000 from me because they were sick of waiting for it. I didn't know I owed it. And so I just woke up to my account depleted. It's fine. I don't even have a problem paying taxes. Just why do you make it so hard? And why do you make it so scary? Like if I do it wrong, I could go to jail. And then why do celebrities pretend like people don't know how much money they're making? Like the amount of like tax fraud celebrities have gone through and you just want to be like, hey man, you can easily look up how much money you're making. No, because no, because like those websites say that I make thousands of dollars. I'm like, what is this money? Where are you calculating this? No, but like, you'll hear like, you know, 
um, I don't know, Matthew McConaughey just got a deal for a $7 million movie. I'm not really talking about the websites. I'm talking about the fact that they'll literally be like, this person got paid $20 million to do the next matrix. So it's just like, you know, they've made at least $20 million. Well, they didn't because they got to pay their agents and lawyers and uh, managers and house managers. The house. Like, <laughs> by the time you're done paying everybody, it's really not that much money. I want to be like, I have six jokes about how I have no money in my bank account. Figure it out. Like, <laughs> um, Brushing my teeth is on my list. How yeah. sad is that? Well, I mean, it's an annoying thing to have to do. I get it. Flossing. I would out. It's out. Out. Yeah. Fuck flossing. Um, mind traveling. Like if I could just like get somewhere like oh, the yeah. driving and the plane and the honestly not even tra- if we could just get rid of security because I've realized the reason I like trains in Europe is because you know what I mean I just you some of some of the trains scan you know uh what do you call it x-ray your stuff but for the most part you show up like a half hour before you get on a train they're nicer excuse me they're nicer to you I get that. I would, I would love to cut out flying. I would love to like, if I could just get somewhere that would be great without having to actually fly. Um, yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. Getting to places just like if I have a show tonight, I have a show tonight and I'm like, <laughs> walk to the tube, then get on the tube. <laughs> just yeah. Like, just, be there. just be there. Yeah. A hundred percent. What is that? What is that? in like, um, like star Trek when you, you just, it's a little gilly lit lit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beam me up. Scotty. Yeah. Oh when they God, beam you or whatever. Called. Yeah. Because all I can think of, because I didn't really watch Star Trek, is I just think of like Mel Brooks in Spaceballs, where like he comes back and like he's backwards and stuff like that. Like, honestly, even if beaming wasn't efficient, I still would do it. Yeah. Even if like two out of four times I would get to the wrong place, I'd still be like, honestly, it's worth it. (laughs) It's so worth it. (laughs) Two seconds out of my day. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody who has a dead car in a parking lot right now. Um. All right. Ready? Ready for topic? Yeah. This is our, our most immature topic. Are you guys ready? Uh, our topic farts. this week farts. <laughs> um, I would like to, it's gas. Uh, the medical term is flatulence, young lady, yes. uh, which is uh, releasing gas from your digestive system through your anus. That's the medical way they said that, which made me laugh. It's funny. <laughs> it's just funny. Just like, oh, like, I love like releasing gas, anus, digestive tract. And you're like, dude, just say farts. Like, pay- we're all- <laughs> yeah. Why are you snickering? Just pay attention. Farts, guys. Clearly, we kind of already know what it is. It happens when gas collects inside your digestive system. It's a normal process. It's normal. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. They said the average person experiences flatulence 13 to 21 times a day. And oh, I was I like 12 to 25. Oh, mine was 13 to 21. I like that's I guess for gassier in the UK. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I'm just going to say this. I don't fart 13 times a day. No, I don't. I just so this is the other thing is I've changed my diet because through talking about this, we'll talk about this, but I have changed my diet so drastically that I was somebody that was often very bloated and somebody that probably immediately would know I ate something wrong because I would be gassy. And now my diet has changed so much that now I know immediately when I ate something wrong, because I'm like, Oh, I'm gassy, but I'm not, I'm not that gassy. I'm generally not that gassy either. If I have like, yeah, if I eat well, um, if I have beans, obviously, but I don't that, eat beans. I'm allergic to beans. That's a good thing to be allergic to. I wish I was allergic because they're delicious. Beans I, are hate, delicious. I didn't really, it wasn't a big loss for me. For me, Yeah. Honest. You and my friend Riley don't like beans. I love them. Yeah. No, they're just like, like they're not as bad as lima beans, which tastes like chalk to me, <laughs> but, but they, they are, they're in the chalk, um, uh, bracket in my mind that beans taste like chalk. Yeah. I think because gas was associated to, digestive discomfort and all the gut issues I had that I've always assumed gas was a hundred percent something, something's dying inside you. Something's gone horribly wrong. And that's why you have gas, but they're honestly, they're like, no, just some foods. That's what it does. And it's different in everybody's body. Like you, like you might have broccoli and it, you might not get gassy, but I might have broccoli and it might make me gassy. So it's also kind of weird where there are some, Oh, the other thing is like, they didn't say this in the article I read, but like 
more, the more well-cooked your food is, the more your body's able to digest it. And really it's about it getting stuck. The longer it is in your digestive system, the more likely gas is going to happen. Right. So that's the biggest thing. So cooked, cooked over raw. So it's better to have cooked broccoli than raw broccoli, but then in general, broccoli itself takes longer to break down. So that's why broccoli might affect certain people. And that's why gas might happen. So really harder to digest foods is one of the biggest thing. And that's, that's really what I started to cut out was harder to digest foods because my stomach was already having difficulties doing stuff. Meat, isn't it red meat and like certain vegetables are like what causes like smellier gas or like people are like, why does my gas smell like eggs? <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so basically protein, but I don't think that like, cause I don't, I feel like I eat all kinds of meat and I don't, like, I don't feel like that causes me to have eggy gas. <laughs> Sorry. Hard but to again, say it's different gas. in every person. And then also yeah. it's how your body's digesting it. So, so how the meat is cooked might have how much you chew it. Like, you know how, cause like the more you chew it, the more it's already broken down for your digestive system. That's why like when you don't fully chew stuff. So it's also, it might be the way you're eating it, how it's cooked, how much you're eating it. Like they tell, and this is what I learned from you know, IBS and all this stuff. When you stuff yourself, you really put a lot of, you're taxing your digestive system and things, you know, things get slowed down. And that's also going to cause not only physical discomfort, but that can cause. Yeah. Gas. And they also say, if you eat very fast, you're taking in a lot of air and that air also causes gas. Yeah. So I wrote this down. So, so one of the reasons you could have gas is air. And when I heard that, I was like, air? Like, what, what are you, a fish? Like, why are you swallowing air? But then when they broke down the reasons you swallow air, I was like, oh, I swallow a lot of air. <laughs> like, I was like, talking oh. a lot. <laughs> Shut up. I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> gum chewing, smoking, uh, wearing loose dentures. That's not us. Um, sucking on objects like a pen cap, um, drinking carbonated beverages, um, eating or drinking too quickly. So those can all be ways that you could bring air into your life and cause gas. Clearly that's not going to be smelly gas because it's just air. It's air. Uh, and then, um, they said, uh, carbohydrates, um, and proteins, um, but no carbohydrates. So proteins and fats, uh, less, but uh, gas from proteins has that stronger odor. And then the foods that cause gas, cabbage, beans, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, whole grains, asparagus, milk, dairy products, onions, pears. I was pretty upset about pears. I don't feel like I get gassy. I love pears. I know, but also why? They're so lovely. Artichokes, wheat, oat bran, peas, potatoes, corn, raisins. I I found that one weird. Pears Pears are delicious. The one I just had, it was like the perfect amount of soft. Like it wasn't too mealy. It was soft, you know? I'm sorry. These lists are like, lists are like, they just make my head fall asleep. Okay, sorry. Almost done. (laughs) Uh, prunes, apples also fucked up foods high in fructose or sorbitol. So like fruit juices and sugar-free candy and then processed food. So all food causes gas. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can but I, go ahead. I, 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 so this is, this is what'll happen when I do feel gassy. It's because it's before a show and I've rushed eating Cause I want to finish cause I hate cold food. So I've noticed sometimes I'll be on stage and I'll be like, Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's because I like, like housed a food. And then also, I think also drastic changes in your diet, but I didn't, it didn't say that anywhere, but, um, I also think the way it's cooked, man, because like I'm cooking, I'm eating slower at home. And then when I'm on the road, I always feel kind of discomfort. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, food on the road is definitely going to cause you to be gassy because you're going to be eating out or yeah, restaurant food. It's rest. It's all restaurant. Yeah, food. You don't know how much oils they're putting in and shit. Um, so basically these foods take a long time for them to digest. And that leads to the unpleasant smell. And it's really about the quicker can go through the digestive process and how well it's digested. Mm-mm-mm. And then, yeah, it just says not all foods cause gas in people. So you could be somebody that eats Brussels sprouts day and night and it doesn't affect you. I just want to say things that could be not food related, like if there actually is a medical problem. So I was like, going to bring up, yeah, like h- hormones, your hormones yeah, yeah, change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say let's do medical stuff and then just some remedies. Well, I wanted to talk about Joseph Pujol. 
please. <laughs> See, we were talking about how like bringing in air gives you gas. Like this guy like discovered a talent for farting like when he was in the sea and like he was like <laughs> I really thought this was going to be a doctor. <laughs> no. No, he's a fartiste. Oh, called... I love that. good for him. His parents must be so proud. There's they're called a professional farter flatulist. Did I make up fartiste? But um he went by the stage. I'm really proud of you. He was from he was born in 1857, died in 1945. Sigmund Freud was somebody who went to go see him. He used to play at Moulin Rouge. Um, but he developed this talent for like bringing in air and 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 farting. And like he would he did the whole like light candles on fire, blow candles out with his gas. Oh, he used to make sound effects on stage. So he would simulate like animal noises or like thunder clapping or <laughs> drums or whatever with his guy. I like this guy's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so impressed. Yeah. Yeah. He just did that for a while. Then World War One happened. And I think he had to go back to like selling bread or something. I don't remember. So <laughs> so he's just like, stop farting in the foxhole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretending to be enemy. And then like, somebody like starts shooting. I don't know. What he's like, be. And they're like, where is that coming from? He's like, my butt. I love that. I didn't know that. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. What's his name again? Joseph Pajul. Like P A. Even that last name's got like P U J O L. Um, Pajul. There, yeah. There have been like musicals and shit about him. He sounds like a lovely man. Yeah. The Fartiste, I didn't make it up, is awarded Best Musical in 2006 by the New York International Fringe Festival. A Passing Wind was another one. <laughs> good for him. What a legendary yeah. life. Made a whole, made a whole thing of his gassiness. When you apply yourself, only great things can happen. Guys. I know. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, can I control my wind? I can like, if I could like breathe in air and then if I like could figure out how to control, it. I mean, I'm sure it's over now and it's all been done, but there might be new and amazing ways to add it into my stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, I'm so glad they gave us these masks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also that guy discovered he made, like he made up his own art form and nobody's done it since, you know, no, there's been people, there's another guy who, who oh. um, was inspired by him. Yeah. There have been people who have done it also, but right. whole new art form. Who would have known? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Um, <laughs> just in case, just so you know, sometimes gas is not okay. Um, and it could be because of real problems and that could be constipation, <laughs> gas, gastro and right. as far as segues go. Incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes it's not a talent. Sometimes you're dying. It <laughs> was amazing. You're like, all right, how do I go? You're not Joseph, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> um, food intolerances, IBS, Crohn's disease, uh, celiac, diabetes, um, eating disorder, also, also ulcerative colitis dumping syndrome that's come up before. And I don't know what that is, but it, I'll look it up. It, while you list. Okay. Of all the symptoms, that's a horrible name. Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Um, GERD, which we've done an episode on um, autoimmune pancreatitis and peptic ulcers. So sometimes it's not food and air. Sometimes you got to go to the doctor and then home remedies. Can I do those? And then we'll skedaddle. No, dumping syndrome is a condition that can develop after surgery to move all or part of your stomach after surgery to bypass your stomach to help you lose weight or esophageal surgery called rapid gastric emptying. Dumping syndrome occurs when food, especially sugar, moves from your stomach into your small bowel too quickly. Most people with dumping syndrome develop signs and symptoms such as abdominal cramps and diarrhea 10 to 30 minutes after eating. Uh, right. That's that. Now we can go into remedies. Okay. Um, food journal. And that's just probably to find out that pears make you gassy, um, adjust your diet, probably based on your food journal, um, eat smaller meals more frequently. Cause I think in general, I didn't say it, but this is what I know from like dealing with my IBS. When you stuff yourself, when you literally eat too much, you, you put too much pressure on your digestive system and everything gets, so you shouldn't, you shouldn't eat until you're completely full. Like that's not how you should be eating. Um, swallow less air. I just love but if I went to a doc, if I went to your yapping, somebody told me to swallow less air, uh, drink lots of water, exercise regularly, take probiotics, which I wonder if that's also helped in Cause like probiotics help with your, um, helps with your digestion. Um, 
but it says it reduces gas. But in general, like I've been on probiotics for like 10 years and it's been just everything great about it. Maybe that's why you're fighting parting less than 12 times a day. Yeah. And then I uh, use charcoal pads. Have you seen this? They're basically considered fart pads. They reduce the odor. No. Yeah. I learned Where do about you it. Put them like in your underwear. Yeah. I would assume the same way you would put it like for like a period pad, but it, it basically is like a barrier. So <laughs> look, at, look at your face. It's so cool. Um, <laughs> this is technology guys. Um, and then heating pad just to kind of reduce any kind of cramping or pain you have and then consume ginger. Ginger promotes um, uh, digestion, digestion and reduces bloating. Um, and they also say peppermint tea. Yes. Peppermint tea is one I knew about too. Um, guys got any fart stories? <laughs> I wonder, so what should we ask? Um, I would love to hear any kind of remedies or anything that like you just, something weird you discovered that was making you gassy. Um, if you have any kind of talent, like Joseph, whatever his name was. Joel. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's hear about your farts, guys. <laughs> uh, you can write to us at two non-doctors at gmail.com. That's the number two non-four doctors at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. A shared refrigerator and a lot of anger. <laughs>